0: Oh. Um, Yo, mate. <laughs>
1: as always, uh, disclaimer, we talked some shit beforehand, so um, this isn't like we, we're just coming in fresh, but um, you've had a good morning, you've had a walk,
0: how are you doing? in general? Yeah. Good, man, good, I um, I was a bit sick a couple of weeks ago, I think that, that winter flu caught everyone, uh, which, which knocked me back a bit, but now I'm back and in, in good, and I think, you know, staying on top of, that's... That's been good, uh, partner. Not so much. She's still sick, but um, uh, you know, yeah. it's it hangs it's, around. it's winter, right? It's uh, New Zealand weather and and yep. what we deal with. But um, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, good. Um, uh, general stuff. We won't dive into me too quick, um, otherwise I'll chit-chat too much. Uh, <laughs> You're sick, but I'm seeing you do some steady 300 kilo deadlifts recently. Yeah,
0: they're uh, they've, they've been flying up recently. Yeah. I I will preface to say that. That's my block of conventional deadlifts done yeah. uh, for a bit. Um, we'll, we'll dive into it a bit, but I've uh, been in a bit of a, a fat loss stage at the moment and lost yeah. probably five or so inches off my waist. So uh, the bracing and, and the conventional deadlifts have become a lot harder. Um, yeah. Although the strength is there, it's just the fact that I don't have a gut anymore. <laughs> <It's> just, yeah. <laughs> I can't I yeah. can't brace. So um yeah. they're gone and uh stuff like deadlifts are gonna be coming back in this week, okay. which is uh yeah. So
1: this is a good one. So um because and I never pretend to be but um my lifting background isn't that strong. I just had a bro mm-hmm. lifting background, so since I was young loved lifting and stuff like that, but um never had the goal of bodybuilding or powerlifting yeah. to a serious extent. Tell me about the gut impact on bracing. That's just a good pointer from the go. So, because you've lost a lot of body fat, but you haven't lost yeah. too much muscle tissue
0: around there, have you? No, no, I haven't. I, I would, I can't say I haven't lost any. Um, I would say I, I've, I've maintained most of it because of the way we've a, approached fat loss. Um, we can talk in a little bit later who I'm working with. Uh, you yeah. know him quite well. Um, but we, because of the way we've approached this fat loss phase i haven't lost strength um i can tell through pressing movements and everything else really uh but reality with a with a deadlift you you need a good core to brace against you need to be able to press up so if you're using a belt especially um using your core to to brace against that helps a lot and keeps that uh form standardized and i think with, with losing that amount of weight around your waist and be it that it's mainly water and you know a lot of fat and everything like that it just makes your biomechanics change a bit and your form has to change from that um which i i started noticing over the last two weeks that those pools became although energy was fine going into there was feeling fresh yeah they just became harder Um, yeah okay yeah that's a cue that's a cue
1: yeah. could you even say um yeah like this is very uh we're throwing shit and seeing what sticks here but uh would you say that the extra fat and maybe water is distributing that strength in a more even way and that might be why it definitely. helps with that bracing because otherwise yep. you're feeling more isolated on each muscle group against the yep. belt
0: yeah 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 definitely and and for me like generally speaking i I won't pull with a belt until I get above six plates aside, yeah. side. So like 260 and above, that's when I start pulling with a belt and, and needing to brace against it. Um, but now I'm going, okay, I'm up to that six plates and feeling like I need a belt and, yeah. uh, and those things. So it, it's, you know, I, I think for, for me, you know, conventionals, I, I love them. They are probably my favorite movement yeah. by far. Uh, it's, Definitely one that, you know, if you're looking at burning a lot of calories and and exerting energy and then building a good posterior chain, it's a must. Yeah. Um, I think any kind of hip hinge movement, it's it's great for that. And and that's why I do it. Um, Plus, it feels cool pulling 300 kilos. Yeah,
1: I was was going to say, um, I'm not pulling 300 kilos when I do. But uh, for me, it is probably, it's one of the most euphoric movements, as in, like, you are using your kind of every all your concentration, so many muscle groups going into that one movement that it feels yeah. amazing. I think yeah. the nervous system load um, afterwards, like it's way, you feel way more fried too. After oh yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You, you, like, it's a, it's a double edged sword. Like you can get a lot out of it depending on how you do it. Um, yeah. In terms of posterior, posterior chain and overall power, um but then if you're like for my my setup i do a a modified push pull legs yeah um at the back end so that's kind of my second movement the rest of my workout does suffer a bit because i'm so fried and yeah but you've done
1: good work anyway yeah it's like yeah it's it's not like you you decrease that just because everything else is like yeah it's like it's not yeah Um, Yeah. it's probably a good point uh to jump into your background a little
0: bit for those that don't yep. you know you. Um, yep. yeah, Yeah, so... so um,
1: just jump
0: in. Yeah. yeah, okay, so a bit of my background. Um, I start off... Well, basically, I come from a martial art background. I did uh, Taekwondo for about 13 years-ish from the age of six to about 19. Um, back end of my final year of college, I kind of got sick of being small and being yeah. skinny. Yeah. Um, although I was good at martial arts, I was like, ah, you know, I've done it for so long and that mental fatigue of just doing it, uh, warping, and yeah. it's, it's kind of cheesy, but I, I saw a magazine, um, in rebel sport yeah. of a guy you would know called Jay Cutler. He was on the oh, front yeah. Yeah, of the yeah, magazine yeah. Yeah. and I looked at him and I was like, man, that's, that's incredible. Like, I oh, oh, I'd love to look like that. Uh, so I, I started weight training my old man took me to the gym. And I remember day one he just killed me and I was like, yeah. wow, I'm so sore. And yeah. I was sore for days and then I just fell in love. And my, yeah. my final year of college, I went from sixty two ish kilos to about eighty-five. Um yeah. so I put on weight real quick and I was like, Oh, you know, I'm probably quite good at this at putting on muscle yeah. and um very just strong from the get go. Like I I think final year I was benching one fifty ish. Yeah. Um, not that I bench anymore. Risk versus reward, which we can get into a bit later, but um, yeah. you know, I got it, got into that, and then um, I managed to just meet competitors around New Zealand. Um, at the time, there were people like Sam Muhammad, who's his life be pro living in Australia now, and and people around that kind of influenced me a bit to get on stage and go, you know what, let's uh, let's see what it's about. And it, it, for me, it wasn't so much the the stage aspect; it was the process of getting ready and knowing that you're doing something that's so hard that you're pulling down body fat, trying to get as lean as you can and then presenting that at the end. So the whole stage thing, I, I still am not a fan of, I don't really like the lights and being in front of people, but I like the process of getting to there. Um, and then seeing, you know, every year what improvement I had. So you know, I got into that, got into weight training and now, you know, 10 years later at 29 now I've been, bodybuilding had breaks in between but for about a decade um, and you know I'm kind of just fully into it now the last like, three four years I've been very dedicated changing my approach not very bro scientisty, yeah. uh, but just very methodical in my approach um, but yeah that's a little bit of my background it, it all stems from though the fact that I just like to work really hard and I like yeah. training very hard and uh, much. like for me you know i i got my second down in, in taekwondo it was like I, if i can do that you know this stuff is easy and and to be fair the stuff that now thinking back on what i did when i was younger this stuff is easy yeah. um yeah. It's, it's not it's not like you're training two three times a day and you know yeah running and doing uh, that, that that stuff kills you so yeah that's what? that's a background of me now at my age now, it's it's more trying to give back to others, still push myself and see what else I can do. Um, I still have a lot of things I want to tick off, but I enjoy being able to share knowledge to people and, and see them win and succeed. Because at my age and when when I was their age, I, I didn't really have that of, like, people who could show me the ropes and show ex- what you should be doing. It was more just, uh, you know... Yeah. Do this and yeah. get, go for it, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it at you and get in. Um, yeah, and that's definitely something that uh, we'd be grateful for too. Is say you know Georgia and you certainly um, you you certainly play a role in her training. I could say at the very least. Do you, do. You she has a coach uh, who's yes, actually she does.
0: your coach, also my coach, also yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: So you're basically on a on a mutual level, would you say, or do you do some mentoring?
0: Uh, for me, like, look, I George's a real one. I will say yeah. that. Um, yeah. you know, I, we we've actually only met once in person. Yeah. Um, I'll touch on it now. We train legs. Uh, actually, the day of her accident. So that morning oh. of her accident, we trained legs. Um, and she will go on record and say that that training is something that she speaks about all the time. Something I do as well, that when you train with someone like her, there there are very few people in this country, in this world, that have a mental fortitude like she does. Yeah. Um, I have not seen people who can grit and grind like she can. Yeah um so it's, it comes from me as being like an older brother to her like I, yeah. I treat her like family like she's like a little sister to me so yeah uh you know what what i try and do with her is just give her advice encouragement get her to keep pushing herself um looking at where she's at now you're like geez, you you would never imagine she went through what she did um yeah. she has some good people looking over her from up above and around her and um yeah, we 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 bond over that and the fact that you know we're both moldy. We we yeah. both uh, you know value our, our heritage a lot, yeah. um, and it's a lot of pride in that. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to getting back down there and training with her again now that she's kind of back to where she is.
1: Yeah, she's um, grinding right now. I've, geez, yeah. she's yeah,
0: yeah. It, honestly, when she when she had that accident, it was like she was. Sending me videos of we're walking like days, and I'm like, Gee you, you're insane!" But you know, yeah, y- you go for it, and it, it makes uh, you proud though. Like it yeah. makes you go, "Yeah, what, you know, what do I have to complain about this this girl went through that?" And you know, I'm complaining. I, I, I tore my NCL yeah. like eight weeks yeah. ago. and I'm like, "It's just nothing." <laughs> yeah, snapping, uh,
1: snapping a femur. Uh, just for those who don't know, um, that's and and a lot of other damage. Um, yeah. From a my car proper car accident um yeah i remember she was messaging with me pretty soon after the accident too like don't worry we're gonna rebuild and stuff and i'm just like shit that was like the line associated with georgia <laughs> that whenever i'm talking with people a real one that comes up so often um oh, yeah. that was actually i was talking with campbell um and campbell was actually one of the stimulus uh campbell from unbroken performance to probably see yeah it's actually one of the stimulus for me to be like, you know what? Like we need to bring Georgia properly into the fold because it, she just came up in conversation and she does that because she stands out as someone that really
0: goes for it. Um, she so. honestly, um, for her, whatever, whatever she puts her mind to, she'll be successful. Yeah. Whether it be bodybuilding, powerlifting, work, she'll, yeah she'll win because not many people have that mental fortitude. And if you know her background, if you know what she's gone through even past and we weren't touching it, that's her her subject to talk on. But when you know what she's been through and and she knows my background and my family, and that's why we, we bond a lot, Mm. you you know, she's going to be a winner. So, you know, and she'll get people who are are jealous and and hating and, you know, you see it sometimes on comments on that. And I I laugh at it because I'm like, I said to her, do you want your older brother to sort them out? And she's like, no, nah, don't, don't, don't worry. And I'm like, okay, okay. But, um, you know, she's, yeah, she's, she's incredible and an incredible person. Her partner is great for her as well. Like he's, he's doing some big things, Charles. And, you know, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see him Yeah. step on stage, but it's funny. Like we, we just touched on our coaches. We, yeah, we met through Connor. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I met Connor, last year in Wellington we we competed with each other and you know I I started talking to him and I was like you know what I get along with this guy's mindset um we have a an interesting coaching client relationship he's a mate um we we don't communicate that much because I don't need it Um, I I do check-ins I I you know send what I need to send to him every Sunday we do a check-in and then we just go from there and then um, he knows I'll get to work and I'll reach out when I need, when I need to. But you know, for me it was it's aligning with people that are like-minded and, and yeah. we're able to kind of get on with what I, I see as, as suitable. And I've, I've worked with many people I and mean, everyone, mind you, everyone I've worked with has been great. Um, and, and everyone I work with, I'm still, I'm still friends with. So yeah, you know, there's, yeah there, there's that too.
1: Yeah, it probably speaks somewhat to your ethos around it too. But um, that's a good pointer on the coaching side is that uh, a coach is different. Well, a good coach should probably be different per client. Like, it's not always going to be the same relationship. And if you don't need <clears throat> as hands on, like, it doesn't no. need to be as hands on for you, then that sounds perfect. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, you know, and I, I won't get into work, my work and what I do for yeah. work, but I, and I'm, I'm a manager and a people manager, and um, I always use the mindset of, like, you can't paint the same brush across everyone. So yeah. if you take that mindset with coaching and training, uh, you may have this mindset of, like, oh, this is how I'm going to get the best out of this person. You can't apply that to everyone. Yeah. So if you're, if you're quite straightforward and, and straight up and straight to the point as a person, but someone doesn't align with that, don't use that approach because you'll lose them. Yeah. Um, and you may think, oh, it's hardcore and it's it's how to, how I get the best in it, but it's not it's not hardcore. Uh, that's that's just silly. That's that's not um how you train people. And for yeah. me, it's always about like uh you know what do I need to do to get the best out of this person? And I help people from time to time. Yeah. Like I'm not a coach. It's not a, a job for me. Whenever I have helped out people, it's always free. It's always you know me because I enjoy it and I want to see people succeed. Uh, but I will change how I approach them. Um, you know I've yeah. got a I've got a good mate of mine that trains at the gym with me. Mind you, he's probably one of the strongest people in the country. Um, his name is Shah, and twenty three hundred and fifty kilos squats uh, over three hundred kilos. Yeah, and he's just a machine. And the way I approach him is like, you we're not gonna do shit, mate. You're gonna get yeah. to it. You're just gonna freaking work and he yeah. he gets the hard side of me and he puts in work though like he's like yeah. man like uh, i'm gonna kill it and but there's no re- coaching relationship or anything like that it's just literally yeah. words and i'll yeah. just tell him hey this yeah. is how you're gonna do so that's you know that's kind of my stance on, on coaching a bit and yeah. and how you should approach things yeah
1: yeah that's actually so uh obviously i i talk with coaches and really enjoy um doing stuff with coaches all the time But uh, it is one of the reasons I've always enjoyed our conversations because you have that slightly different perspective. And also, uh, frankly, uh, with business, you know, you want to work with the most genuine business people as possible. But Mm -hmm. business is always a bit of a layer. And with you... I'm like, okay. There's no extra incentives. It's not like you're trying to get more clients for yourself or anything like this. You you make your money separately, and you do this for the love of it. And that is yeah. where that's where I see mad value. That's actually how we started the business. Uh, Their original business name is Vitacare. Um, occasionally people oh, yeah. might see it in bank statements or whatever. They're like, "What's that, Vitacare?" But that was my case too. Um, it was just me and some engineering mates doing. Uh, is cognitive supplements, um, importing yeah. and stuff, purely because we wanted ourselves and well, like, oh, some other people might like it too, but it wasn't about the money.
0: It, it's, it's funny you say that, right? And that's generally why I like our conversations, why I post about uh, the cave and, and yourself and, and all of that, because for me, it's, you know, I see what's out in the market. I've been in this industry for over a decade now. I see the bullshit um you know there's there's a, this promotion on just crap out there and you know when it comes from me i don't get and i'll say this now to everyone i don't get anything from thomas or the cave there's no yeah. return for me i don't get a, a, a money or commission or anything like that it's genuine because i believe in the products and i believe in yeah. what thomas and his team do um and i think it it can make a difference in people's lives and you know i send people your way all the time um and they come back to me and say mm. you know thanks like this it's it's made a difference in in whatever it may be from sleeping to injuries to you know, whatever it yeah. is it's just because i believe in the product and i believe in what they do so
1: yeah, yeah. and and that's actually a thing so with all our people even georgia uh campbell and broken and stuff we don't we don't do commission type stuff i think it's actually at it misaligns interests um i always have a stance. okay it's like a, okay we've Like, if we're working together now, like Georgia, we send care packages, same with Campbell. But that is completely irrespective of anything that they ever say to do with us. Like, it's like, there is no, you have to post about this or anything like that. It's like, I don't, you don't, you could take all these products and never tell anyone that Mm. you're to do with us. And we're going to keep sending it to you and keep, because we like you as a person and we think that you hold our values. Um, So that's... I think it would be lovely to see more of that in the industry, where it is just yeah. pure partnerships because people actually align, not yeah. Can you can you funnel us some money and well, um, yeah, well, it, the money yeah, sorts it's, itself um, out too. That's that's yeah. the other thing. Like if you're not, yeah, in the does sort itself. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And that, and that's the thing is like uh, it, it's always people are like, what what do I get out of it? Well. You know, what I get out of it is the, is the feeling of gratification that yeah. i have potentially help someone. Yeah, That's yeah. that's what I gain. Um, because as you said, then you know, I make my own money. I'm very comfortable and, mm. and you know, I, I live a very good life. So I don't need um, yeah. anything. And, yeah. you know, for, for others, it may be the fact that they, they want a good Instagram following or they, they want uh, their $200 supplements per month, but I, I don't value right. like for me I, i'm like no my I, i'm worth more than that you know i'm, I'm worth yeah. the friendship and and uh the ability to help others so yeah that's uh yeah. good that good that we brought that up i think it's um good for people to see and i, I will say this don't try it for everyone else don't try and just go to the biggest most popular supplement store because you know that they're, yeah. they're not always but, the best
1: yeah it's it's the same with anything is that biggest and most popular can be manipulated by advertising spend that's it's quite simple like if you if you have more money to funnel in or there's many other business factors that make things Mm -hmm. big and popular um including stuff like uh jp jp uh, jordan peters amazing trainer and uh, well i think I think the general everyone can agree that he's an amazing trainer and has done awesome yeah. things for the industry um we have his supplements and they have a place, but it's not necessarily the best uh certainly yeah. not for every situation um and he's he is like everyone has their place of merit that that's kind mm. of where I try to appreciate things mm. um but don't think that because someone has is the best at one thing that they're the best at everything. Like I yeah. sh- I am not someone anyone should ever ask, "How should I train? How should I prep for a bodybuilding show?" No, like I'm I I'm the wrong person. I can point yeah. you towards people that are the right person. If yeah. you ask me some specifics on supplementation quality or even some blood work stuff, I can make pointers around but that's strictly from a point from the academic perspective. Like yeah. that is, that is my background is from the academic perspective. And in the case of, yeah, things like cognitive supplements and, and various mitochondrial mm. ones, I, I have a lot of uh, personal use. Yeah.
0: but um, it's, it, it is interesting yeah. you say that because I think um, from our, our stance and where we align a lot on is you're, you're a lot of the, the theory and the, the, academic side and i'm more of the i've applied it on myself and yeah this yeah, is this yeah, yeah. is and, and then we kind of mesh some things together and go okay from the the, the practical and and what we've yeah. read this this actually works um and that's you know that's kind of my side it's interesting you brought up i will, I will touch on jordan peters at the mm-hmm. moment uh um, yeah I, I think you know from my science and training a lot of it comes from him i think he's one of Probably the pioneers on progressive overload, uh, the proper way I believe you should be training. But I will also say, and you know, if you if you read his logs and you read about him, all of it is individualized to what he does for himself. So even like in terms of supplements, uh, he, he's he's a bit more marketable now. Um, it's it's probably a big business for him. I, I remember when he first started, it wasn't really his main yeah. source of income but it looks like it is now so it's yeah, yeah it's it a little a different income yeah yeah it's a little different but you know a lot like you said a lot of his supplements although they are good they are not the best uh, there are products that are better for, for specific things and specific needs um but also as an individual you need to know what those needs are for yourself and not just try and copy what Jordan Peters or even people at like you know if we speak on like revive and Matt yeah. jansen and the, all these coaches you know do it's like you know that's that's specific to their needs, mm-hmm. um and they they they're getting a, a, a kick a kickback out of it. But what are your needs? Uh, yeah. So I don't know if we if you want to touch on on kind of I guess blood work or or Michaels or what you you really want to touch on first. Yeah. Um, we can kind of. Into yeah. some of that stuff if you
1: want. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, so information that's really lacking in New Zealand is, uh, around PEDs, and you have the mm-hmm. knowledge around that for sure. At, at least you have a good knowledge that is, uh, far more than what we have locally available, and like yeah. that is common. Um, yeah. Uh, I think good entry points would be, um, well, here's, here's from the cuff. Someone doesn't use PEDs currently, and then they're thinking mm-hmm. of using PEDs. At, what is some, before they even do anything, what should they be thinking about how this is going to impact their long-term life and short-term life? Like, like yep. just general considerations around that.
0: So, I think the first thing is is you you need to look at your age. You need to look at um where you are in terms of training history, because we we can touch on this on on many ways. So let's say I'm a fifty year old man and I want a better life, general life, then okay yeah you you can look at certain compounds and we, you could look at things that could improve your your life and you know, but if you're a, a young guy or, or female, because um, you know females do them as well. Uh, there are things to consider. So firstly, uh, I would consider your age, your experience in the gym, uh, experience on how far have you have you taken yourself naturally to progress? Um, and do you know the basics of eating, training? Uh, what does that look like? And then how long have you done that? Now, you know, you've got people who straight out of the gate will jump on stuff uh, because Joe Blog from the gym sells it and says, oh, yeah, take this. Uh, but you don't know what's in it, and then you're, yeah. you're taking these things that potentially are either underdose or overdose or not what they say they are. Um, so those are those are where I would start. Is you know my experience in the gym. I think you need a good base, like you know for for me. If you're if your background is and you go okay, I want to compete and I want to you know take as far as I can to compete. Okay, well start the natural route, right? You know there's there's competitions in New Zealand. That are natural competitions um, and then get your feet wet with that and see if you actually enjoy the process of dropping body fat getting on stage and competing naturally because if you do that and you don't enjoy it then why would you jump on stuff and then and then decide you know yeah that
1: I think I think that brings on a good point of that so much of the process it's it's not just that can you build muscle and drop fat? But can you mentally endure that process and enjoy it enough to keep doing it? And if you want to really get to the high level, appreciating the fact that you're not going to do that in one year, uh, that's oh. like how, how many
0: um, so yeah, well, yeah,
1: yeah there's,
0: there's a lot of factors. And I, I think what's problem with it at the moment is there's a lot of people in the industry that are so mainstream um, you can touch on c bum, right? People, yeah. Yeah. everyone has a mustache and a mullet these days. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the gym because he's so influential, but people think that, oh, you know, if I take stuff, I'm going to be the next. And it's like, no, he's he's one in a million. Like this, yeah. this guy, if you look at him when he was in high school, as in better shape than people who compete in New Zealand yeah. in general. Um, and, you know, would he have taken stuff then? Probably not. You know, he, I wouldn't see that he would need or even know what to do. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's an issue as the influence of people on social media and and putting out this image of what they look like. Um. Mind you, I love what C Bomb does. I think he's he's incredible, and you know, there's some inspiration
1: there too. And yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, and he's uh he's one where he doesn't preach it as well, which is great. Um. There's an issue of a lot of people preaching PEDs and thinking they're you know, they're they're amazing, which it's just it's false. Yeah. Um, but if we go back to like, you know, when you're looking at starting, those those are kind of where I would I would look at first, um, and then it's the the health checks and what are the basics they should be doing. Um, a lot of the times, mistakes that people make, uh, one they won't do blood work, um, but where I would start in general is just check your blood pressure. You know, what, what What health, what is the very bare minimum I can do is checking my blood pressure. Yeah. Um, if you have blood pressure issues before you're even on stuff, uh, like anything, you take anything, it's going to exaggerate it and make yeah. it worse. So I wouldn't even consider it um, from that stance until I can and check these things out, especially at a young age. If you're 19, 20, 21, 22, and you've got these blood pressure issues, And it's it's something that you want to nail down and go, okay, what's going on? Uh, Do I need to take a pharmaceutical supplement to bring them down? Or are there things naturally that I can do to improve it? Can I change things in my lifestyle? Uh, But let's say I'm ticking all the boxes. I'm dieting right. I'm doing training right. My blood pressure is still an issue. Okay, well, you need to go to a doctor and see what's going on. And then you could potentially play on the case of, okay, do I, you know, step, set my foot into the water and and, you know start taking stuff yeah you you could potentially look at starting to take stuff um oh that's the start yeah
1: yeah on that like i'd say and i can bring a direct personal example so i actually from a young age have had much higher blood pressure than you would say ideal for someone who is in a young healthy state and Mm -hmm. with there is mapping uh i won't get into it but basically it makes sense with my history uh, and yeah. there's probably some genetic influence there um but for someone like me, dramatically augmenting uh hormonal profile would be a big concern because I have to manage my blood pressure now N- yeah. and that's that's before amplifying uh risk cases on Everything. um yeah, and so for me, if I jumped on. PDs in a serious manner, which frankly would make no sense at all to what I do in life and long term goals. But if that was the case, then I would be I'd be playing a, a very serious game. Like I'd have to yeah. work so hard to make sure that I'm going to last a long time, let's say.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. So. And I, I think the mistake is people don't want to look at that stuff. Or yeah. When they do, it's ten years down the line or fifteen years down the line when the implications of what you've done for fifteen years is too long, is, is too late. Um, so kidneys, I will say this
1: has already um, been shot down. as,
0: yeah. as, as a Ts and C's uh, or just an FY, we do not promote the use of, you know, PEDs or, or suggest that anyone should. Um that's you know my stance on it. I don't think anyone really should be using stuff that is not needed, um, or you know just because so-and-so uses them. So if you, you know, and, and let's say okay, now you've you've dipped your toes and you're going okay, well, what? Where do I start? Right? What what do I look at? Um, for me, it's always less is more, uh, and you know get the the bare minimum of it, or get the the start with the bare minimum and get the most out of that. So, I won't get into too many specifics. But if I if if someone was to use to me, I would say okay, start with your your basic of a, of a testosterone, and then you know start on the lower end. So let's say it's three hundred milligrams per week, and then yeah, kind of go from there uh, and get the most out of that. You know, taking that uh, you know will put you in superphysiological uh, ranges of testosterone that you should be able to grow in in if you're checking every other box, you, you'll be able to far exceed where you were. Um, but then being mindful of, okay, how do I manage, you know, taking the supplement, this this uh, PED, and you know, what, what should I be doing? So like we said, you know, blood pressure, checking that regularly is important. How you check that is equally important. Too many times people check it just first thing in the morning. Um, yes. You know, for me, I would recommend checking it twice a day, not every day, but if you, if you are, so check it first thing in the morning and then after your first meal, um, because you, yeah. And that is supported.
1: That is, that is good. Um, that is good standard practice that the literature would support too, because, um, just to explain the principle of that is the first thing in the morning is before you've got too much going on to stimulate a high blood pressure situation that in theory, that should be kind of like one of your lower Points ish, like or a stable point you've because you've just had your sleep ideally uh and based on you know if you have poor sleep then you will likely have higher blood pressure and so forth but um the simple point is that it gives a strong baseline and then Mm the second point is showing a bit of a responsive blood pressure yeah Uh, now you're up and gone about your day um, how is your blood pressure now responding to normal day-to-day life?
0: And and I think it's important, and the reason why I say that as well, and you know, you've just touched on it, is that's ninety percent of your day. Yes, <laughs> so if your yes. if, if your blood pressure is is high after meal one, then you know nine times out of ten it's going to be high for the majority of the day. Yeah. Um, what are the repercussions of high blood pressure? Now, I think we can touch on a few things before we carry on, but you know, for me, when we look at kidney damage um, and issues around, you know, kidney specifically, bodybuilders have issues around kidneys all the time. It yeah. is primarily driven from high blood pressure and not being able to manage that um, yeah. from my my stance on it and what I see. Um, if you can mitigate it, your blood pressure, and lower it, in theory, your kidney function should improve. Um yeah. That's kinda of what I'm I'm saying. Obviously there's other things in play. There's things that are gonna yeah, yeah. affect kidneys, but you know, blood pressure is 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 the main one. Um and then I guess we can touch on how how to mitigate uh or lower blood pressure or what should you take um what's your kind of stance on that side?
1: Yeah, I would say um well, off the cuff, I actually had a good talk with Richard, owner of Strom Sports, um, recently on this too. Is, yeah, blood pressure, massive, is a massive lever for kidney health, because if we think about it, your kidneys are kind of like, a, this it's a filter, it's trying mm-hmm. to filter things out through your blood. If you're shooting that blood through at a higher rate, that is a a more strained system. It, like, you're putting more pressure on that system. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dean actually had a good example, too, which uh, I probably wouldn't read into it too much, but is a, uh, like, if you're running, say, normal hose temperature through a mesh versus using a water blaster and blasting it at the mesh, the mesh is going to be under a lot more strain when that water blaster's gone at it. Um, yeah. So that's one lever. And then the other lever, which frankly influences all body health things as liver liver function if your liver is poor yeah. uh, because your liver is doing so much work and essentially just cleaning out um you, we could say toxic, toxic products yeah. but yeah. yeah yeah things that are impairing or causing damage in your body that's like a lot of mm-hmm. what the liver is doing and if that isn't doing that properly then everything like your whole cardiovascular system and your liver and your brain and everything that they're going to suffer so that would be probably what i would view as two big levers on kidney function um and yeah i i think and just the circle on that is that it's super easy to measure and keep track of just with a little bit of diligence and uh in theory it's it's you can manage it. And so it's just yeah. a really big shame if someone comes to a point where they've been using things and cause damage, or well, significant yeah. damage that isn't um, repairable or puts them to a point like uh, dialysis type point yeah. because um, it's preventable. Like kidney damage is. is preventable and that should be the big ethos. Like you can solve it. It's not something you just need to accept.
0: Yeah. and And mind you... Uh, it it takes a long time for you to get to that point. Uh, so there are signs there. If you're doing the basics, and it's funny we talk on blood work, right? The amount of people that won't do blood work is insane to me. Um, I think it's, it's the bare minimum you can do. Uh, but the other issue I see on blood work with people is not only do they do it, but then they don't know what they're reading. So they go. I got. I got my blood. My blood work done. I'm good to go. And it's like, okay, but what? What does your blood work say? Um, you know, oh, my creatinine is elevated. Oh, my eGFR is uh, low. Um, it's okay. Yeah. What? What are you doing? Oh, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm good. And it's. It's. It's not that case. So, you know, there's. There's two steps to it. And I think. You know. You know, when we look at things in stages, I go, okay, check your blood pressure, do your blood work at bare minimum twice a year um yeah. you know i i do my blood work a lot more frequently than others right now i've i've done it four times this year um yeah. but the reason being is i'm testing supplements uh little pitch from uh <laughs> the, from yeah. the cave and seeing uh what they do on markers in my in my bloods and seeing if, if there's something i would promote and pitch to others and and that's how i can you know say yeah this is what someone should take in there's there's a lot of things that people should look for when they're doing blood work but i i always say you know if you're doing blood work make sure it's consistent and your you know your your testing is the same so what yes. i mean by that your 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 touch on this probably yeah, a, yeah,
1: yeah 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 just just a tiny bit like the context in which you do your blood work think about what you've been doing that last you could even go back weeks and see influences but for example if you decide to do your blood work after a weekend on the piss you're going to have a very different outcome to Mm -hmm. uh, a weekend where you've been away from with your partner in the bush and been doing some nice hiking or something like that um uh some people would probably combine the two on on the piss and in the bush but um (laughs) Um,
0: some people would yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah. That's I, um. So for, I guess I'll talk on what I do, um, so people can just get an understanding of like how they should they should monitor blood work. Uh, first, get a very good doctor. Um, I will pitch someone now uh, called the Bodybuilding Doctor uh, for New Zealand. He's someone good and and kind of really knows what his, his stuff. Um, and we'll tell you what markers he would like you to check. you Obviously, you can check things on your own as well if you know have you know you have issues. So that's the guy. That's the guy I work with um, in terms of blood work. But then how I do it is I will at minimum have two days rest before blood work. Um, you know, if you're training like I do or training very hard, uh, you're going to elevate things in your blood that are falsely elevate. I should say. Um, yeah that are not always there, like creatinine. So um, we can yeah. talk on creatinine a bit.
1: Yeah, you're creating acute acute pulses that aren't representative yep. of your long-term trend. Um, yeah. And a, a statement just on the bodybuilding doctor too, we actually have multiple customers that I trust that do blood work regularly, etc. that do point to them as a valuable, like he has helped them um so i don't know him personally i've never i don't think i've ever engaged with him personally and frankly i I don't have too much reason to we might it would be cool probably to bump into each other sometime but um the feedback i get from people that have worked with him is always good and we need more of that in new zealand that's probably the big thing uh because far too many of the customers that I have the they have less knowledge on blood work and things that they should be looking out for than me and I'm not even doing this stuff like I do not have a great knowledge on this I will say like I I, I have very background knowledge um so yeah uh more education needs to be out there and more guidance is very mm-hmm. much what we see um the other quick statement is that blood work is not that expensive there's this assumption that it's ridiculous you could do very basic measures at we have path labs in hamilton but also at the blood testing places we you don't even need your doctor you can go no. into the blood place, say i want these tests and a few hundred bucks um depending on what you're getting tested um yeah and Oh, It'll I'll come. spend about $200 to get a pretty comprehensive view of my blood work. Um, and that's including hormonal yeah. profile, liver function, things like that.
0: Um. To, to be honest with you, um, if your doctor's good, they can put on repeat yes. blood work forms and it's free. So, yeah. you know, if you if you have a, a genuinely good doctor, they will they will set you up right yeah. um, and, and it's free. It's just important to understand what you're looking at though um, uh, yeah. and, and making sure that your doctor is aware as well like if you're using uh peds and and doing that making them aware that that's what you're doing because then they'll have a different i guess bias them towards what they're seeing and go okay that's why that's elevated and not cause alarms and going oh your liver enzymes are crazy through the and it's like uh, maybe it's not for what they're doing
1: so and and that is a like and that gives them context with which to help you. Um, so that's the yeah. thing. Like, if you can't trust your doctor enough to be clear with him about your entire medical history, then get a new doctor. Um, or solve yeah. your trust issues. But um, yeah. some doctors definitely aren't good. I have heard feedbacks where essentially someone has been honest with their doctor and the doctor has thrown a fit at them. Um, and it's like that's not their place, in my opinion. No. Um, their place is to help. Uh, it's the same for me. I do not advocate for PDs and, uh, in a purely yeah. plain way. I personally can never see how the trade-offs would work out, but that's according to my what I want from my life. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate that different people have different life goals and and what they want from their life. And that's important. And that's why I'm always super happy to help with harm reduction. Is because yeah. it's it's not about what i would do it doesn't matter that's irrespective of the point uh it's yeah. about how can we help you live a better life full stop with what you want to do
0: yeah no, no i um i completely agree and you know i i get people come up to me all the time at the gym and and you know I'm um, training and and they'll go okay what should i take um, I want to get on stage, and I'm just going to take something, and get, and I'm like, "Geez, man, like, you're." I don't know where that mindset has come from, but it's so backwards, and it's so it's so odd to me. Where I'm like, "You, you need to just train hard and figure out those things first. Uh, sort out your diet. Sort out if this is actually what you want to do before you even think about. I just want to take something because it's not the be-all end all. Um, you know, how are you going to respond to what you take? You know, there are genetic components and you know in PED use that you look at people and go you know you could have someone that could take let's say three grams of stuff and and PEDs yeah. and they get no health implications and no issues at all and that that happens and you look at them and go okay that's a that's a genetic component you know their their body is at that point and and I would say okay you're a, you're a hyper responder in that sense that you're you're not getting the health implications and that's a genetic advantage as well. Yeah. Um, And then you get people who can take bare minimum, tiny amounts of stuff and they blow up and you go, geez, you know, what's this, this person has done, uh, done. And that happens as well. So I think the mistake people make is they feel like if I take something, I'm going to look like a Ronnie Coleman or a Phil Heath or a C bum or, and it's just not the case. It's like these guys are genetic freaks that you look at Ronnie and you know, I've, I'm a bodybuilding historian and I've followed it for so many years. You look at what he did there, there is a turning point in his career where you can, you can see that he started taking stuff and he put on like 30 pounds of muscle in a year and you're like, geez, okay. You know, that's, that's a genetic hyper responder. So I I wish, you know, I wish people weren't like that and I wish they didn't have that mindset and they would just get in there and have some grit and train and um, enjoy that process because, you know, you go down the, I'll say the dark path of PED use it's uh there really isn't going back um yeah I I will I will say that um you know there's harm reduction as we've said but once you've kind of crossed that path you're you're not going to kind of recover as as much as as well as you think you are uh depending on on how long you're using and, and all that
1: yeah yeah a lot of considerations but um but it is it is a thing that uh once once you do it um you've made a long-term life decision um and then depending on how much you do and various factors and like genetic factors etc it will dictate how much of an influence on your long-term life you've you've done um but it is it is a life decision like uh uh some people might i'm gonna say it anyway um A life decision like having a baby would be for a female. Um, They're permanent. You've created a permanent change, and in their case, I've had a very long-term hormonal change that comes Mm -hmm. with that. And so, and that has physiological differences. Um, There is significant physiological differences that I can see in my partner from just before and after pregnancy had a kid, and it's still changing too. We're we're like nearly a couple years since my kid was born and her body is still, I can see the hormonal things working to yeah, ways, balance yeah. themselves. So um, it it might not always be as extreme or it could be more extreme, but I would think the same about PDs. Um, we are doing some similar things. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I will say uh, on that though, the reward is not as great as having a baby though. So <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of my... My my start sort of. But um look, I think in terms of when we go kind of back a little bit in terms of mm. blood markers and and what you should be looking at and how you should monitor it, um, you know, I can kind of read off a few things on a yep. on a blood form that I look at. Um, you know, the, the basics for electrolytes in a NA slash uh, K creatinine, EGFR, um you know, even from blood glucose uh, to old, your know, estrogen or estradiol, uh, and then CBC, um, your standard HDL, LDL, um, and then your total blood counts as well. And then from that as well, you may want to be looking at, you know, total free testosterone um, and, you know, things on those lines. But if we touch on a, a couple things you've got liver enzymes yeah. and, and those things in there as well which are really important but um if we touch on like creatinine egfr you can do like a cistanin c or b test i believe it is yes. uh, which is really really important to do uh very underrated um if you really want to know your kidney function do that one yeah. um but if we I'll touch actually, on like yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'll,
1: d- I'll dive straight on because the creatinine is such a uh misconstrued uh a lot of people aren't understanding what we're looking Mm -hmm. at here with creatinine and how many things can influence that that might um change what your perception of your kidney function is so um creatinine is something that usually your body kind of breaks down in a well it produces in a stable manner from steady cell breakdown however uh actually before I go into the how we this and then why we measure it in kidney is because it can be representative of how much liquid your kidney is pumping through it so um Yeah, yeah and so it's not the creatinine itself isn't necessarily like uh that's not the problem it's just a marker or a, a little tag we're seeing to say mm. how how much is going through the kidney however Extremely hard training um, and more muscle breakdown uh, and creatine supplementation and other things will also change your creatinine markers significantly. And this is where context is so important when using that to understand kidney function. And my perspective on that is that, frankly, no bodybuilder should be relying on that for kidney function because it is so variable especially for a bodybuilder because of yeah you yeah
0: you're spot on because literally i could take it on the day that i trained the day before test that five days later let's say i had three days rest and took my blood work again it would be so dramatically different that you would think there's been months and months of work involved to bring that down which is not the case uh I think where it gets a rep is because there are these people online, uh, bodybuilders and uh, so-called bodybuilding coaches that think they know what they're talking about. Say it's a really important market to look at, and it's it, it really, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. It's it's a note to make of, but again, if you train extremely hard, it's always going to be falsely elevated to a point. Like you know, when we look at New Zealand standards of testing creatinine and where high is 105 is like the high 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 end anything over that they would consider dangerous but you know for me on average i would sit around 120 to 130 it would it would stay around yeah. that um take a couple of days rest they so may be bring down to like 110 but you know it's yeah. not a concern of mine because there's the other thing that i look at which is egfr uh so we can touch on that soon but yeah anything else on creatinine that you want to
1: Yeah, I I just, I'd really emphasize, like, it does have value as a cheap test for people in a probably very stable lifestyle state that don't exercise hard and probably aren't taking creatine, or if it is with creatine, you'd want to know their you, you want to look at the long-term picture. So this is definitely one of those tests that is not too relevant in a one-off case. You want to see trends over time, but yeah. you also need stability to make that valuable. And stability is not something, stability of creatinine specifically is not something a bodybuilder has the luxury of um, yeah. to my eye. And so it's just not that valuable.
0: Um, yeah. So other I think... Tests, um... as,
1: either way, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, to, to kind of summarize this for everyone and if you are not a bodybuilder or, or someone who tra- trains very hard and uh, it's hard to, to tell you what really hard is until you kind of have been there and, and gone, <laughs> yeah, okay, uh... that's what really hard training is. Um, I think anyone who's kind of trained with me, uh, not to toot my own horn, but just that they would know, yeah. okay, that's what hard training is. Yeah. Um, so for every, and I would say ninety percent of people out there, even bodybuilders, uh, it may be something worth monitoring because you may not train as hard as as uh, it would falsely elevate it. So uh, that's that's that. But um, when we get into eGFR, this is the the interesting one, uh, probably the very basic in terms of monitoring kidney function, and that would dictate whether you need a sustanity or uh, test um, for my side so yeah do you want to touch on EGFR a little bit and then uh, we
1: can... I'll let you talk on the EGFR and then I'll tip yeah. in as soon as I've done enough lecturing <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool cool yeah. so EGFR is uh, an interesting uh, one it, for me it, it's really what's going to monitor your kidney function and um, how well it's doing its job just to put it in, in literal sense Um, I will talk on myself personally Uh, my EGFR was always on the lower end so to give people scales let's say lower end would be under 60 Um, that to me and then under 30 to 20 you're in the point of severe kidney damage Um, and you would need to be starting to consider dialysis and and looking at means of trying to improve it now there is this message and, and doctors will say this as well that you cannot improve kidney function you cannot which is not true uh you you can yeah
1: there are there are He's, good medical professionals and there are bad good uh medical professionals yeah. not all doctors yeah. are as good as others we love some but some are frankly sham people that yeah. should not be in the industry
0: yeah, and I, and I think where, where you go on this is not that I'm a, a scientist or not that I've studied this, but I have personally studied aspects of what I'm looking at significantly to understand it more. Uh, so if you're a bodybuilder, that's what you should be doing. You should be looking at markets and understanding what they mean. Uh, so then you can, uh, and we'll touch on this a little bit, but supplement to those needs. Um So yeah, EGFR. So I'll I'll talk on myself. Uh, I would say beginning of last year when I was doing blood work, mine was around 58, uh, which is on the low end, Um, which was a bit concerning to me. I was like, okay, did I have any noticeable health issues during the day? Did I feel? No, nothing. Like I was like, I I feel absolutely fine, which is what you're normally going to feel. Something that you can't tell until you get blood work done. There are signs like eye color and um, there are things that you can look at and go, okay, there may be some mm-hmm. issues. Eye color generally is like liver issues and, and things like that. Is, ah, yes. where yeah. You, yeah, yeah, where you're going to see those things. So there are signs your body will give you, but kidneys are a little bit of a weird one. Back, lower back pain, yeah. That's, that's probably a, a, a basis where you can see some issues. So mine was at 58. Um, I can say right now, The last time I got it checked was at 76. So, you know, you go from a year and four months, uh, it's improved significantly and it's trending upwards. Uh, Do you want to touch on it or do you want me to touch on what I did to improve it or do you want to touch on a couple of things before we get into there?
1: Yeah, just the pointer on. So EGFR is usually a calculation on kidney flow rate, Mm -hmm. um... Mm -hmm based off creatinine levels and several other health measures mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm correct in that yeah, yeah um yeah you can yeah, um it's, it's been a while since i double checked but it is it is influenced by creatinine levels uh creatinine tests usually i believe like yeah um I, i'd be surprised if there's not multiple ways to calculate it but the the general way to calculate it is using that creatinine level so uh it's it's somewhat influenced by if that's the thing, but it doesn't use that yeah. as the standalone and that's probably why it's more valuable than a creatinine test by itself. Would would you agree yeah. on that?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it takes in a lot of factors, age, uh, you know, little things like that will take in take into it. Um, I needed to just Google what it meant because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cannot yeah, remember yeah. couldn't remember exactly, but it's your estimated yeah. glomerular filtration rate. So there yes. you go. Uh, so it's, and, it's based on and that's the sex, kidney. age. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And everything yeah, like that. Um
1: that uh golly, no, I'm dropping the term. But basically, um those are the little kind of nodules sort of things that you can uh, that are helping with that filtration in the kidney. And so, yeah. Um, it's just it's you could say it's a complex calculation that factors in age yes. and other factors. Oh, yeah. But it does include creatinine, and so for you, like it doesn't surprise me that much that uh, it might be a little higher because we know that your creatinine is higher. Um. Yeah. Also, just for the record, like higher muscle tissue amounts generally will result in higher creatinine because you'll have a total amount of more breakdown um yeah it depends on the concentration you know how much blood you've got as a ratio of like so how much serum as a ratio to muscle tissue and then how fast that's breaking down so different genetic factors but um
0: yeah yeah no no you're 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 pretty much spot on um so you know that's a it's a good measure if you you can even work it out yourself so there's actually tests online uh they're not obviously not as accurate as if you're going to Go get blood work done, but if you only have your creatinine number, um, and bear in mind everything that we said at the start. You do everything right. Uh, you can use these tests online and put in that number and your age and sex and everything like that. Ethnicity as well is very important because it can dictate um, your EGF now and it will give you a rough estimate number. Um, so yeah, that's it's an important thing to look at and what I did to monitor it and what I did to improve it uh, and this is a, a supplement pitch now is using a product called Astragflow, uh, which has now obviously been rebranded to Kidney Plus or Kidney Uh It's Kidney, Kidney Plus Blood
1: Pressure I believe Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Uh,
1: and that I think it actually once upon a time uh, before I was looking at supplement needs properly they did used to have that name but then they yeah. needed to kind of drop it because of claims things. But you'll see that with that rebrand, they've dropped in, I believe a bit of juniper berry. And, yeah. uh, there was, there was something else, but basically, um, let's just double check. It was, um they can, potassium, potassium citrate. Um, yeah. and, uh, some people would say, um, we, we don't know for sure until asking Dean and supplement needs and, um, but some people would say essentially those ingredients were added just so that they can make that kidney claim again, um, which is uh, an unfortunate yeah. part where the industry, like the regulators, are dictating our products to make yeah. it marketable.
0: Yeah, it's a, it is unfortunate. Um, like juniper berry, for me, it's like based on te- like what it, what it says it does is it's a mild diuretic. Um, helps with, you know, excretion and, and fluid excretion. So, you know, what, what impact will it have on kid? You know, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh,
1: when I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you've tried, you've been using Astrak Flow for long enough that we've got a nice comparative baseline to a yeah. degree. Obviously, other lifestyle factors change, but uh frankly, the juniper berry dosing is on a lower side that I would. On, that I would view on the lower side such that it probably is just in there to be able to make the label claim. Um, yep. I don't believe they have put it in there for a functional benefit, truly. Um, this is just trying to juggle, and this is something that consumers can often not always appreciate, that there's so much juggling between trying to make a good product for people and then also a product that is marketable so that people marketable, can actually yeah. see it. And yeah. um, there's often too much emphasis on the marketable and not enough emphasis on the quality. But then, um, yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of juggling games in that. And sadly, sometimes yeah. it can lead to compromises and, and misleading information, um,
0: let's say. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and look, I've, I've used Vital Support uh which is again another kidney liver supporting product um has some good dosages of certain ingredients like NAC uh Tudka um is on the higher end uh for my side the Tudka is at a little bit too high um that's my personal opinion I don't think you need as much as what uh is in that product uh NAC is at a good dose I think um anything over a gram is good um and my uh, we won't kind of get into these two ingredients too much but very good for liver support and uh is basically a bile acid that helps uh supporting through the gallbladder and and you know filtration through your liver and um, excreting toxins and all that and yeah. nac is is great as well um in terms of li- liver products these two far exceed milk thistle or anything in- on the market yeah, like uh,
1: that i'm and this is where i have biases coming because i work so much with strong sports nutrition um but uh richard actually has this massive pet peeve about milk, milk thistle for good reason because it's got this massive reputation as being so good and frankly it's it's kind of garbage if you look at the real it, evidence it, um,
0: d- it does nothing There's, uh for yeah, my yeah, side yeah, I guess, yeah. it's it's <laughs> uh is not that great so yeah those uh, are yeah. you know kind of the two ingredients if you're looking at liver and then obviously glutathione um which you know knack yeah. helps you produce more of so that's yeah. why NAC, NAC is what i would consider like your precursor to producing uh a good yeah. amount yeah. of glutathione. That is directly
1: right? is directly correct it is a precursor to the glutathione and what we're working on there with the glutathione is helping deal with oxidative stress so again yeah. kind of um uh helping clear things that might cause damage in your body as a yeah. probably very broad broad picture of you
0: anilla mm. so when we yeah when we go back to like what I did with kidneys and reason why I chose a flow it was in the name uh, astragalus uh, extract which uh, for me the research behind it although it's theory and they, yeah. unfortunately at this stage, they can't make claims that it does what it says it should, it does. Yeah. Um, it is a very good ingredient, um, correctly dosed. That's what I will yeah. preface in saying this, and this is why I use this product over Vital Support. Vital Support, although it has it in there, is on the very low end of 4 grams, uh, where for me, I truly believe you need anything over 6 grams per day to make a noticeable difference. Yeah. Um, and Astragflow Flow has eight grams, uh,
1: yeah. which probably I, I just, just before you dive, sorry. Um, one specific <sighs> thing I should mention on that is that the eight grams Astragflow Flow is, it's a, uh, equivalent equivalency to whole Astragalus. It's not mm-hmm. actually eight grams of extract in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just just because there there is some confusion, especially based on how they did on the label in the old asterisk flow, you'll see in the new kidney plus that they've been more clear about that. Yeah. Um, but uh it isn't eight grams of whole herb in there of astragalus, mm. but it's a ratio extract. I believe it's a four to one ratio four extract, to one. Yep. and it's dosed at two grams, and therefore the equivalency is eight grams. Uh, in, in some calculations. And I'm sorry, and um, this is where the supplement nerd side comes in, but it's, I would no, also,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, um, I was just saying, it's good you say that because on, when we talk on vital support, although it says four grams, it's, it's not. It, whole, and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and evidently, so it's not doing the same level of job that that two grams of a four-to-one extract is doing. So that's where someone could get confused looking at different labels and different ways the labels are saying it, because it genuinely could be some just reason for being confused on that. Um, yeah. But one thing that I always really like to remind, and this is uh, with Nice Supplement Co., because I'm... Form, like i do most of the formulation and ingredient sourcing with that uh people often go like oh wow these are amazing products you've done so great we we're not doing anything special with them we're just very picky about the extracts yeah. that we're sourcing um but a four to one astragalus extract at two grams is definitely it is not the same as eight grams of astragalus. That is yeah. why I would like to emphasize, because when you do that extraction process, you are losing stuff. Yeah. But it can give you a bit of an idea of what's going on and depending on which bioactive components are remaining, you might be achieving the same thing for that goal. And in your case, it does it does yeah. seem to translate very well. Um, yeah. but that four grams of the trained by JP one of we Don't know the ratio of extract it is, it might just be a, a simple raw astragalus, and so two very different, uh, different products, products. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's where we can see the differences. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, and I think it's important you say that. Um, and again, like it's good, this is why we have these chats because you know more of the science behind a product per se. Um, and I think with. The, the industry and why I'm, I, I like supplement needs and what they're kind of moving towards is the very, being very clear on, on what's on the label. Yeah. So then you understand what you're taking or where a lot of other companies may hide. We we mentioned this before we get on, online yeah. uh, behind patents and behind yeah. ingredients that are, are, are great, which are not all, at all times the best of quality or, or accurate. That's,
1: Yes, that's, uh, uh, yeah. what, what I really liked, I often talk about this with people who are now trying to understand choosing quality products, is that uh, labels can only tell you so much and it is very far from the full picture. And mm-hmm. there are some regulatory influences that are that actually put pressure to have less information on the label. Um, yeah. and, and that's really sad, um, but there is... Like, there's good reason why um, even guys that I know really care, like Richard at Strom Sports Nutrition, not all of his extracts. He's at Nice Supplement Co. I've, I've got everything down to a T because yeah. kind of in New Zealand, we don't have those pressures. But um, we will see how it expands. But long term, I might even have to, for our European products, we might have to simplify those labels to just say something the labels, like, yeah. Yeah, it might just be like Lion's Man Extract instead of Lion's Man Extract with 30% beta-D-glucans because mm. the pressure from regulatory bodies is to say less, which is very painful and not in the consumer's best interests. But no.
0: yeah, and, legalities, and that's, yeah. That's the sad thing is with them not having their best interest for others. Um, well, I guess that's where we can kind of come in and explain uh, products yep. and explain through practical use. So um, I won't get into too much details, but I use this product extensively uh, for a year and a bit. i still using it. Looking forward to using the the rebranded and obviously differences. Um, the other two ingredients are really not what I'm looking at. That's going to make the market difference and improvement in my kidney function. Uh, the goldenrod, the astragalus, and everything like that does um there are significant studies on bodybuilders uh, throughout the world who have supplemented with astragalus and seen an improvement in EGFR, an in- improvement in kidney function. Um, so I-, I think a great person to listen to, if people do want to listen to, um, is Dante, Tru- Dante Trudell, um, someone you probably are, are not too Aware of, he's yeah, very I, under the cover. I, I know, yeah,
1: yeah, I know the name. Uh, he does come up basically with the serious bodybuilders, he seems yeah. to be uh, a reasonable role
0: model. Yeah, he's uh, like some things I, I agree with, some things I don't, uh, but generally, he's pretty spot on with what he advises to others. Um, so yeah, that's why I use that product and it, it made a huge difference. But I think if we, we get into supplements as a whole. Um, what dictated me to use that came down to blood work, um, which is probably the next subject I really want to yep. touch on with people is there are uh, there is this this image of I need to take everything, even health supplements, and I, I these are all the boxes I need to tick. Uh, my coach says I need to take this because I'm competing, and that is so far from the truth that y- you just don't. Um, and you've got on this call with me person who runs a supplement company that will tell you exactly the same thing yes um yes. yeah uh, so for me
1: it's yeah. uh, unique yeah. each person will have their own situation make your calls based on your direct need just remember that humans are highly variable we've got massive variation in genetics you could even see uh based on like us two you've got yeah. a very strong moldy descent uh, i yep. i assume it is it just moldy or a bit of pacifica
0: no um... so my my mum is uh english um yep. so that's where she likes to say i get the smarts from um i i oh, would yeah. tend to i would tend to agree <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm not going but... to comment on that but anyway <laughs> I, I, I
0: can, ha, being yeah. half half i can comment on it yes, um yes and then this the strength and and i guess the athleticism i get from my old old man yeah. who uh He's actually from probably more around your neck of the woods. He's from Moransville, so he's from down oh, yeah. uh, the the Waikata area. But that's um, a little bit on, you know, my background. But, yeah, like, like you said, but right, I think, yeah. That genetic you, you
1: background go. will have such a big influence on how you deal with everything. Uh, there's, on a simple level, um moldy across this is a generalization, but moldy do seem to have better capacity for putting on and maintaining muscle tissue. Um that's uh compared to uh kind of say English mutts like myself. Like I Mm am I am essentially a English mutt in the sense of Scottish English and little bits of various like German and other things. Mm But um I think the specific that Note there is that these are generalizations, G- different people have their different genetics, and at different times in your life, your genetic expression will change. And so, yeah. uh, I think down the road, in five years, I'm seeing so much promise that we are all going to be able to do genetic tests very cheaply and conveniently. It's already some like it happens in America reasonably well, but I reckon mm. it'll be way more accessible, and that's the point where it'll just. You can really start to pick and choose,
0: yeah, life, yeah.
1: yeah, lifestyle and supplementation.
0: Yeah. So, like, uh, in summary, uh, whatever I take in terms of supplements that are based on my needs. Uh, based and there's a the basics of what I would cover. So, in terms of products that I, I take regularly, uh, I take Support Max. I think Support Max for me, it doesn't specialize in anything. But touches everything. Uh, That's where I look at that product. It is by far the best, uh, as it says, support product on the market, in my opinion, um, because it's got effective doses for some things like vitamin D. um, But it just touches – it basically touches a little bit of everything. Um, And it's for, I guess, in terms of what you're paying for, what you get in return, if you were to buy these products – Individually, uh, you would be spending three to four times the amount. Um, Yes. So that's, you know, that's, yeah.
1: And we could say like the intent, so Support Max, um, sometimes known as Support Max OCS or On Cycle Support um, by Strom Sports Nutrition, the intent is that it is a bit of the general catch all for someone who is maybe using PEDs or has other blood work reasons. Um, Yep. And then from there, and this is the general ethos that you get, uh, I really enjoy, uh, it's Will, his handle is the anabolic scientist. Um, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's very, uh, he has good particular wording about things, which I really appreciate. But um, uh, with on-cycle sport, it's kind of like his attitude as a coach is that it's someone that someone would introduce with peds and then based on their blood work they will then pick and choose the other things that is needed um yeah that is his like attitude it. and it's from a more informed perspective than mine but um
0: yeah I, and i like that approach that's uh for me yeah. probably the best approach to do it um but I, I will list off a few of the things i take uh reasons yeah. being so that you know covers my basis of what I in in general sense. And I like you said, like I I don't even think you need to be on PEDs to see the benefit of taking a product like that. Um I I know many
1: people that aren't on PEDs that use it for normal life health things. Because it is like TADKA and N acetylcysteine, those things like uh liver health is important for everyone and as we age it is harder to maintain a healthy liver. Um and so assistance is good.
0: Yeah. And then um the next one would be obviously a straight flow, which we touched on a little bit. Uh, very good at managing blood pressure as well. That product, I think it's um, great. So before you consider the route of going pharmaco- pharmacology and going, okay, am I gonna take or or something of those lines? I would take this product, test it extensively, monitor blood pressure and see if it works and you get the benefit out of that rather than going down the route of going to a doctor, getting a prescription and taking a, a prescribed medication that yeah. if you're using PADs, you're just adding to the bucket of medications that you're taking. Uh, yeah. It's it's something that I personally would recommend against if it's not needed. So again, your needs, you know, must yes. know if you're taking a straight flow or kidneys plus blood pressure uh, and you're not seeing an improvement. One there may be a lifestyle change that you need to make. Um, for example, you could be too heavy, and, and you you need to d- drop your weight down a bit. Or two, you may need to go down that route of okay, I need to take a blood pressure supporting medication. Um, so that's kind of my yeah. view on blood pressure and kidneys. And yeah,
1: and and why you might have that view. Uh, I'll at least put in why I think that is a good approach is. Uh, as supplements can have a very good role, um, they are sometimes as potent as many prescription medications, but uh, not always. Um, where they often have a good role is um, less side effect profile, but also less uh, like it's less potency and less side effect yeah. profile. This is going down the the approach of do the minimum necessary intervention to have an outcome so uh where i would say if yeah. someone is doing like that it's a good idea to try some supplementary blood pressure things um not prescription <laughs> medication first to in the goal of hopefully seeing if that fixes it uh without yeah. side effect without a significant side effect profile supplements in themselves are not automatically side effect free or anything like that um uh,
0: yeah yeah i i I think yeah, you, you touched on it briefly, but like if we talk on telomerase, there is evidence of eyesight loss and issues around eyesight, and for me, the risk of that versus taking a natural supplement that I'm not going to have that risk, so I would go, okay, I'm going to go for it, and that's what people just need, yeah. it's just uh, it's not like a bowl of Skittles, don't just keep taking things because you're yeah. taking some, because you may go, okay, now because I'm taking this, I need to take something else it's uh and, it becomes a bit ridiculous um and to the
1: everything end. has trade offs that's that's what yeah. we like to like everything has trade offs supplements or medications and each have their own and some medications have a yeah. uh, lower side effect profile than some supplements and some supplements have a lower side effect profile than some medications however generally a medication is in that prescription situation at least often because there is a little bit more risk reward so things that requires some would say a educated person like a medical professional to say this makes sense (laughs) for you um so yeah yeah like a lot of people i guess assume that i'm anti prescription medications (laughs) i'm really not (laughs) they just have their place like they they have their place and should not be abused and the same with supplements
0: yeah yeah agreed Uh, agreed um on that
1: too the other kidney test because this is a, a lot of where you're dictating your decision making around yeah. your use of supplements and and things like flow and why it is suitable for you. You're basing this off um, not just a creatinine and eGFR kidney test, but also um, the sustained one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that, could you talk um, a little bit about that and why that is valuable?
0: Yeah, it's it's valuable because it it will. Now, look, I, I do. For me personally, I do need to do more research around it. But it shows you an, an actual. I, I guess it shows you actually if you've got kidney damage or not, and yes. it will give you a, a clear indication if there is signs of kidney damage. Now, that's important. As it's to me, it's probably the only test. It's the only test that is actually going to show you is there kidney damage or not the issue you have with doctors and people is they don't know what it is. So to give you a a funny story, um, I had that on my blood work to get done and the nurse who was doing my blood work had to Google it and search what that was to understand it. And then they went in their system to print the label and and get that test done. Um, That's when I first got it done. Now I had mild, like not very low end kidney damage, but it was there. Um, So I was like, okay, you know, great that I did it I'm spotting I'm spotting the issue because I had signs right created an anti, EDFR is low those are signs let me get this test done yeah. to confirm yes. that confirms that yeah. there is an issue okay we need to make a difference so let's remove everything that potentially are causing those issues how's my blood pressure our oh, blood pressure is a bit high consistently let's try and lower your blood pressure and and add in supplementation uh, like a stray flow to see if you can have an improvement in turn every blood test from there saw an improvement in my egfr Um, now sustaining i don't test it all the time it's something that i will test my next run so my next run of blood work is in about four weeks um, and i'll see how things are going but i was seeing an improvement from 58 to 63 to 67 now up to seventy-six, seventy-seven. 77 so yep. you can see it's improving um yeah yeah there is a, but all you have to, to do is air 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 air. at the very least
1: yeah yeah um and it isn't a fortunate side of uh i actually get a message about once every two weeks by someone a little concerned because their doctor is blindly saying "Ah, oh, your creatinine is too high you need to stop creatine supplementation um which is uh, from the cuff there's a okay they do not understand the test that they're analyzing yeah. here so it, it is even a lot of medical professionals aren't understanding <laughs> how to analyze this blood work and the relevant yeah. context around it um yeah. One consideration I do like to put on astragalus in particular um, is that uh, some of the indication on its lowering of creatinine is in a creatinine-chelating type effect, where it is directly dealing with creatinine, not necessarily... um... Oh, did we just cut out? Are we... Sorry, you just cut out a little bit. There we go. Oh Yeah, yeah. there we go. We can edit that post or not. People can deal with it. Um, (laughs) But uh, essentially, we don't know too much about creatinine, uh, about astragalus, I should say. Um, It has a long history in traditional Chinese medicine, and we've got some evidence. And we do see kidney health improvements separate of that creatinine, we believe. Um, or we, there is some signal for that, but, uh, I, I do like to put a little bit of emphasis on the side, um, especially now. Cause I, I realise I don't always discuss it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, some of that positive signal might be, um, not as positive as it looks. That's probably the, the thing, but we do still have a good outcome. So, um, yeah this is why it's more important like it's very important to do more than just creatinine testing um that that's where I'd really put in and that's why it yeah. pleases yeah. me to hear that you're doing further um but uh it's still yeah people there's, there's a bit of a mix it's not like we're saying a is bad or i'm saying a is bad and you've had good outcomes with it um yeah but but we shouldn't just focus on one measure as AIDS, where I
0: where no AIDS. no and that's um i think that's key and like with sustenancy uh basically it, all it is is it, it's showing if you have high levels of sustenancy in your blood your blood you potentially have a, a kidney issue uh there could be other things in fact but if you're a bodybuilder and you're you know you're supplementing and you're doing things then Nine times out of ten, it's a kidney issue if you're having high levels of sustenance C in your blood, um, and you know your doctor can give you what those ranges look like. Um, but you know, go to a proper doctor so that. Yes. I think that summarizes kidneys quite nicely from from my side. That's what I look at, and um, it's something that I think not not enough people look at. Um, and then in terms of rounding up supplements that I take, the last one really that you know, these are the three that i think are stable staple in my life uh, some support max joint um is the last one i do because of the way i train but also because there are ingredients in there like the curcumin extract which uh from my side i believe the curcumin extract that they use is the best in the market um it's got anti-cancer benefits it's got you know great for inflammation um, it, in itself, if you were to buy that separately, it's a good product on its own. Uh, the fact that they add it to a joint uh, joint product um, is just the bonus because I have uh, issues with my knees and elbows, and I will always have those issues because of the way I train. Um, so it's a preventative uh, product. For me as well, when I look at Support Max Joint, it's probably a better product for. Injury management as well, uh, rather than just uh, what it says in its name, which is support. Support. Yeah. Um, there are other, like Nutribio has a good one. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. that's probably Extreme more. Extreme Joint Care. Yeah. I would say that's probably more of your general day-to-day, like if you're looking for something that is su- just supporting, um, I would use that but if you're looking for something that has got a very high amount of curcumin and you want the benefits of curcumin and anti-inflammatory benefits, um, you know, we could do a whole another podcast on inflammation yeah. and the dangers of inflammation, but I would take that. Um, yeah. so those are my three staple. Those are what I take, uh, in terms of health. Um, and then in terms of performance and training in the gym, uh, I take a good pre-workout. I'm using Defib at the moment. Love that pre-workout. It's uh, one of the best on the market. And then uh, creatine and a, a standard whey protein. And that's really all I need. Oh, and you know EAS. I take those intra-workout. Uh, so those are, uh, I guess, a summary of everything I take. I good. I take a good omega three supplement as well. Um, again, omegas interesting product know what you're looking at dha levels need to be high. you know you need to have just because something says three three grams on it doesn't mean that it's yielding good amounts for you so understand if it doesn't
1: yeah. if it doesn't specify then that should be a good uh, early warning sign. If a company doesn't specify DHA and EPA concentrations, then maybe that's not the company to buy from because those are the things that you should be looking at for potency, not total uh, total omega 3s. Um, yeah. You could say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely arguments could be made. But uh, uh, a statement on the support max joint um, on the Hydrokirk, so. Uh, I was actually I was a big fan of Hydrokirk before we ever stocked Strom, and that was one of two is uh, support max neuro and support max joint that got me really excited about them. Um, Hydrokirk is well established to be more bioavailable to a reasonably significant extent than any of the other fancy curcumins on the market and curcumin by itself is just so incredibly like it's so it's not bioavailable at all. It's yeah. you can take grams and grams and grams and get barely any anti-inflammatory effect basically because it doesn't make it to your circulatory system very fast. It gets broken down yeah. by um by waste clearance processes, uh primarily glucuronidation um for the nerds out there. Um but Hydrocaric solves that big time. This is one of those ingredients that I've spent so much time on. Um, it solves it great. Black pepper in there solves that notably too. There are pros and cons with the black pepper, but um but it does certainly improve bioavailability quite a lot. Yeah. Um and so I think that's a great call. But you also mentioned that the injury it's good if you're actually dealing with some real injuries. And yeah. I agree with that. It's not the first joint product I'd recommend. So on, if I just like, I just feel like it got some niggles, um, yeah. Extreme Joint Care is kind of like it's got a lot of those similar building blocks as in Support Max Joint, but um, but less anti-inflammatory. It does have yeah. some anti-inflammatory, but certainly nowhere near the level of potency. Um, and actually, just recently we got the supplement needs just standalone glucosamine plus um chondroitin um and that's i I was really pleased i've been wanting that for ages but i kind of needed background business logistics um but i point that as like the first call because it's just building blocks yeah then if someone's like okay i'm stunned to actually have a bit of niggle then you'd see if extreme joint care does the job and then if we're like okay we know we've got inflammatory inflammatory load going on that's when i say support max joint um and yeah. 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 And different people yeah, like, have different attitude around that. I believe Richard, the owner of Strom, obviously is biased, but he is much more. He's quicker to promote an anti-inflammatory, um, because yeah. his view on inflammation is slightly different to mine, perhaps.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've got an interesting view on it. I think um, inflammation is not as bad as what some people think it is like it it plays this role so if i if we're talking like curcumin um it's funny we you touched on just like basic curcumin but i i see products like uh, turmeric and i'm like i I can't believe there's supplements that are are turmeric and you're like that literally is gonna do nothing like it's like you you might as well go to the supermarket and start eating raw turmeric and and see if that's gonna but enough of that little rant on that. But that's yeah. Um, there are, there micro, are bro-
1: like, yeah microdosing yeah. at best. Um,
0: yeah. I, yeah, I like to be
1: cautious about when I say doing nothing, but the magnitude of potency is like hundreds to thousands of levels of difference, and so it's microdosing at best, and who we we have no strong evidence to show that microdosing achieves much at all. That's probably yeah. the statement that we can make in good faith.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of curcumin, I would personally take it as far away from training as possible. Um, so I take mine first thing in the morning, uh, where the inflammation and the benefits of having inflammation, which aid in recovery and, and everything like that, I'm I'm not trying to have. Um, so taking it then, it's great. Avoid around training, for me. three to four hours at minimum um you know that that's where i i would look at it and then you know go from there but uh, yeah inflammation plays a role um but you don't want to be constantly having inflammation so yeah
1: yeah and i think the um the awareness around that's coming around very well recently like it's uh, acute inflammation has its function you just don't want it all the time um yeah and yep. yeah, I think, I think everyone well read in the industry does appreciate that these days, like all, all your better brands and better formulators appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are, those are kind of supplements. Um, yeah. I know we didn't really get into perform, but for me, performance supplements, I find it a little boring. <laughs> um, You know, you've, you've got a, you've got your basics, like, you know, your pre-workouts and uh, you know, uh, creatine and, and whey protein. Um, I, I think for, like, the general audience, like it, the people look at pre-workout as, like, the be-all, end-all. You really don't need it. Like, if you really want to, just take a strong black coffee, um, have a good amount of caffeine. Like, if you're taking a double shot black coffee, you're looking at 90 milligrams of caffeine, maybe a little bit more. Uh, should be enough to get you going. Um, we can probably touch on a little bit of, like, performance supplements and roles they play um i would i'll just touch on a couple of subjects now uh for people who are generally interested they all play a role like i think if you're looking at your basics and if, if i was to start anywhere i would start with creatine. personally um, whey protein to me is a supplement to your diet but if you're eating enough protein you don't need it it's it's you know especially the reason why I say that you go New Zealand market, you if you're paying for a five tub of protein now is like 140 bucks. I would much rather put that money into meat and, and food um, than a whey. Now the convenience of whey it's great. So, you know, for me, it's uh it's convenient, but you know, it's, um, It's crazy how expensive it is for a dairy country. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes. Uh, And and part of the processing, uh, part of the challenge there is that a lot of the products, even though it might be New Zealand whey, it actually goes over to like Denmark, gets processed into the whey protein powder, full product, and then ships back. Um, That's why ours is super expensive. There are some local brands that are cheaper. Um, The flavors are never nearly as good because they just, they don't have the same level of technology or experience yeah. or whatever
0: but yeah. your
1: actual way quality should be just as good um yeah like for example like we don't actually stock kiwi brand ways at the cave but we mm. don't have any issue recommending them because they should be assuming uh, basic basic yeah. practices of the business it should be just as good or better quality um
0: yeah, I, I think it's good you touch yeah. on that. Like, with New Zealand regulations on on like supplements, generally they have to be pretty good. Um, yeah. So, way like you you'd be pretty safe on that. Um, but yeah, those are kind of your basics. Um, and then if you're looking at anything, like for me, a good EAA product can be good, but like look at the. What's in it, right? So do you have electrolytes added? Um, Does it have a good amount of the actual basics that you need? So like leucine, how high is leucine in it? Um, What serving of EAAs are you getting per per serving? So like for me, a minimum would be 10 grams. Um, Anything lower than that, I'm like, man, you're just paying for flavoured water Um, and you're not aiding in recovery. Again, it's a supplement to your need. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, pre-workout, uh, interesting subject. I-, I loved what you posted the other day, uh, which was the caffeine side. Um, nice. Because that that to me, it made me smile a bit because I, <laughs> I laugh at people who go, oh, I want to feel it. I want to feel the stims and the, the stimulant. And I'm like, yeah, that that feeling of uh, it doesn't mean it's giving you the benefit. So, I guess for me, basics of what I look at is L-citrulline, high dose of L-citrulline, minimum of four to six grams, six grams would be better. Also understand there's a difference between L-citrulline and citrulline malate, which, you know, people get very confused on, especially ratios. Uh, So if you have citrulline malate at a three grams and two to one ratio, that's uh, quite low. Um, and then understand what else is involved. So, like, if a if a product has creatine in it, um, that's quite cheap. Caffeine is quite cheap. Certain ingredients are very cheap to get by themselves. So, do you do you buy that product that's ninety dollars because it's let's say it's a fifteen gram serving, but it's got five grams of creatine um, in it, and then really you've only got ten grams of flavoring and then other things that are added. So, if yeah. You know that those are what I look at. I I don't know if you want to touch on a couple things from your side.
1: Yeah, yeah, we can we can very basically uh, address, but uh, ultimately we don't talk about pre workouts that much at the cave. I don't think, and certainly as a proportion of what we sell as well. Um, Yeah, and that's it is because they're not as interesting. Um, I kind of agree. You're trying to a lot of it is putting someone in a mindset to perform um not always directly this especially on the stimulant side um and regarding caffeine like picking your pre just because of its caffeine count is just so basic it's we try not to insult people too much but it's like you're missing most of the point of that product and you're selecting on the one thing that you could control yourself super easily um, with much more cost-effective options. Um, yeah. So, uh, and uh, we're a bit of a hypocrite in that sense that uh, if someone comes into the store, we know they're an in and out customer that don't really want to listen to us, and they're saying, "Hey, what sort pre do I want?" Then we will uh, loosely just base that off their caffeine tolerance uh, in terms yeah. of our selection, because if they don't know about the other ingredients and what they want, then they they don't really want to pay attention to us or take the time to step through that in the back of our head like all the products that we have in store we're not choosing them because of the caffeine count so we're already starting with this base selection of things that we think are doing the good pre-workout jobs by other means other than stimulation but um yeah but in all honesty we get the sort of one to two minute interaction of someone comes in, they want a pre real quick. We go, how many cups of coffee a day do you have? What sort of pre-workout have you had in the past? And we, we're judging their ability to handle stimulants. Um, that's what yeah. we're doing. Uh, because yeah. from our perspective, we can very easily make a poor call from someone because it has too many stimulants and we can ruin their day, uh, yeah. which I really don't <laughs> want to do. Um, no, right. no. Yeah, educated pre-workout purchasing should not be just based on the caffeine. You can manipulate that yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, creatine, good first port of call. Agreed on the whey protein too. Um, the, it's a convenience choice only. It is not the most financially uh, cost-effective. And and that's also something we really emphasize in the store if someone comes in. They don't do supplements. They're like, what's the first ones we do? Is that like whey protein? If the convenience is the advantage, otherwise sort it with your diet because that yeah. is a better approach. Um
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's all about cost management for people and that's um what yeah, I it's,
1: it's a yeah. big part of the equation.
0: Uh, yeah. It's um and I, I think uh you know, if if I was someone that couldn't afford the lifestyle that I live in I know Th- Thomas knows how much I spend on supplements. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't money. get it. We won't get it to that, but, um, it's just say you know, money is was...
1: the primary concern.
0: No, no. Um, but if I was, if I was something, someone, I, I personally would actually pop in and, and talk to them around what I'm wanting to, to get out of it. Now you could personally supplement caffeine, use a product like uridine and lion's mane. If you're looking at focus and mental clarity, um, and that could be enough for you to, if you're looking at just mindset and trying to get in the zone of training, those kind of three ingredients add in some creatine as well. Uh, you're pretty set. Like uh, you, you don't really need more. Uh, Thomas can talk on a lot on those two products, probably a yeah. time for another day, but yeah, they, again, I've tested them both amazing um, in terms of focus and, and clarity. So if you're looking at things like, uh, just understand what your requirements are to get the best out of that session, and then you should go from there. And I think it's the same as anything; like it's it's all down to individual uh, and lose. Uh, I guess lose track or try and take yourself away from the that feeling of going. Oh, I'm, I'm wanting to chase the pump. I'm wanting, like I for me when I'm training, that means nothing to me. Like I don't care about the pump i don't care about any of that stuff it it doesn't mean more for me it's it's how am i going to create a new novel stimulus um am i progressing on my logbook? and i go from there um i don't really go oh i got a massive arm pump today and that's how i dictated how good my training session was
1: yeah that's it's a, a misleading uh signal to pick at